It is the L-E-F-K-O-E, man, and you are listening to the sweetest sounds, the sultry tones, the boisterous boys, the Joint Practices Podcast. Get it, fellas? We going to fucking die! Yo! Welcome back to the Joint Practices Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Lamont, on Twitter, at 11thegoat. Tonight, we are at episode 87, and as always, I am joined by the co-host with the most, the OG Olive Garden Pimp Super Sticky Steve Knox. Yeah, 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 yeah. There it is. There it is. We are going to talk about the NFL draft tonight because that was three days of the most ridiculous i love football i hate football i love football again emotional roller coaster i can remember being on in a very long time correct um i was quickly reminded why i just watched the draft pop up on my phone and don't watch the actual broadcast of it because it is way too drawn out. I know you got to make your money and make it last three hours and whatever, but Jesus, 25 minutes between picks is just too long. Yeah, I think the whole coronavirus pandemic really, I don't know, caused them to overproduce this year. It was really bad between picks, like the packages and, Everybody had to say a five-minute piece on the guy, and it's like, come on. It's 11.30 at night. We're at pick five. <laughs> yeah. It's not It's not good. Nice try, ESPN. Good. All right. Tonight on episode 87 of the Joint Practices Podcast, you know the podcast for fans, by fans like me and Steve. We are going to talk about our three favorite picks or three picks we really liked in this draft three picks we didn't like and one pick that made us go what the fuck either good or bad we will find out and then we're going to go over the eagles and the vikings drafts drafts how many p's is in that word we're going to talk about the draft holy crap this is going to be a rough one folks let's kick it off with the the whole draft league-wide Super sticky. Steve Knox, let me hear a pick that you liked from any team, anywhere. What'd you like? Uh, I think biggest value in the draft was uh, found by the Dallas Cowboys. I think with the uh, 33rd pick in the fifth round, they drafted linebacker Bradley and I, who... I thought was going to be like a late second, early third guy. And for him to almost fall out of the fifth round, I mean, that's a, I think it can be a hell of a pickup for them. Yeah. I thought about putting him on the list and then he got drafted by the Cowboys. And on principle, that was not a good pick. (laughs) Yeah. I, I mean, I hate to say it, but I feel like the Cowboys probably have one of the top three drafts this year. But they got really lucky with their picks, too. That's part of it. Like, guys were just falling in their lap. All right. So my first pick came with the 32nd pick of the first round. That's right. Kansas City Chiefs selecting Clyde Edwards-Hilaire from LSU. I love this pick because I love the player. I love the fit. But also because head coach Andy Reid called him the next Brian Westbrook. Sold. The reason I really like the pick is with that pick, for the first time in NFL draft history, a team had a quarterback, a wide receiver, and a running back go in the first round. That was your national champions, LSU. They also had, what, a defensive end and a safety, I <laughs> yeah. think. Like but, I mean, it's a lot like... Ohio State, like every single year they have the best edge rusher. They have the best cornerback. I don't know how that team ever loses. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What's uh, your second one? Um, I really liked uh, Tyler Johnson falling 
into the fifth round, uh, the 15th pick in the fifth round, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers selected Tyler Johnson, a wide receiver. Um, again, another guy I thought maybe fell a little further, um, a stacked deck at wide receiver in this year's draft. But um, I think he's going to be a guy that, you know, especially with Godwin and Evans being there, you know, he's got all the opportunity to learn everything he needs to know and doesn't hurt that Tom Brady's going to be throwing the ball to him. I'm sure that's really going to set him back a few years. <laughs> <laughs> My uh, second pick was to the Donks in the second round. Breaking my heart, the Denver Broncos select K.J. Hamler, the wide receiver from Penn State. Dude, I love this pick because I love the player. In the situation he's going to, he's going to be with Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, and K.J. Hamler. I mean, and but, Noah Fant. Yeah, people are sleeping on the, the Broncos for sure. Um, but, I mean, if you're going to have to compete with scoring a lot of points with the Kansas City Chiefs, then, yeah, bolster that offense, John L.A. And Drew Locke's got a cannon, too, so. Wow. All right, so my last one was uh, the Ravens and them selecting a linebacker. Now, they got a really good linebacker in the first round, too. I mean, big surprise that the Ravens, you know, were drafting quality guys, but... Uh, At pick number 34 in the third round, which is a compensatory pick, they ended up drafting Malik Harrison. And I think between Malik Harrison and Patrick Queen, like their linebacking crew is going to just destroy the AFC North, you know, for the next five, eight, ten years, uh, you know, so long as they stay with the organization. But I think those two guys next to each other are going to be a hell of a tandem uh, for the Baltimore Ravens. They always seem to luck out with linebacker talent. Yeah, they've had a pretty good history. Uh, look back, Ray Lewis, Terrell Suggs. <laughs> All right. My third pick was a third-round pick who many people had as coming off the board in the first round, if not early second. And that's the Arizona Cardinals drafting tackle Josh Jones in the third round. I remember when we were on Instagram Live, we're watching the draft, and it got to pick eight at the Cardinals, and we knew it was either Isaiah Simmons or one of the top tackles. Well, they decided to take the better prospect athlete, crazy-ass talent of Isaiah Simmons at linebacker. I guarantee when they made that pick, they knew they were sacrificing tackle. But they didn't expect a first-round talent to still be sitting there in the third. I mean, he's raw, and he needs some work. But by the end of this year, this guy could be taking over as the left tackle of the future. And you got him in the third. That's crazy. Yeah, I think the Cardinals had one of the top five drafts as well. Um, and again, they you know picked for need and probably picked the, you know, the most talented guy on the board. Smart move getting Isaiah Simmons to start. And then, you know, guys, once again, just guys start falling in their lap right at their pick and, you know, (laughs) drafting for need and having, you know, the guy you want anyway fall to you is just magical. So good for the Cardinals. Yeah, they only had, what, six picks in this draft. They didn't have a second because that's what they traded for DeAndre Hopkins. Wow, what a steep price. Yeah, rough. Price, steal. (laughs) But they didn't have pick from 8 to 72. And when they got to that pick 72 and that first round talent was still on the board, I can't even imagine. Poor, uh, what is it, Cliff Kingsbury in his rundown apartment. Yeah, Jesus. Good Lord. (laughs) He lives in a friggin' Hallmark movie, apparently. No doubt. All right, well, that's all the happy-go-lucky Ra rah, boom, shish kebab, boom. Let's get to the picks we didn't like. I'll start this one off. Soup, let me put you in a situation here. You're the GM of a team in the National Football League. You're on the clock in the NFL draft. Your team has nine tight ends on the roster. What position are you drafting? <laughs> uh, um, 
Tight end? The fucking Chicago Bears did not have a first-round pick. So when they got to their pick in the second round, what did they do? They take a goddamn tight end. They have nine tight ends on the roster. They used their first pick in the draft on a tight end with all the holes they have. Wow. Yeah. Let me just tell you some of the names that were still on the board. <laughs> nope, never mind. The computer says, I'm not loading that fast, so we're going to just move on. Anyways, the Bears took, with pick 11 of the second round, it's 43 overall, Cole Komet, the tight end out of Notre Dame, bringing them to 10 tight ends on the roster. Nick Foles, get ready for the sixth tight end package, baby. I mean, at least they got the best one. Uh, the tight end position wasn't very deep in this draft, and I mean, I say Cole Clement is the uh, is the best one, but I mean, that doesn't mean he's going to be any good. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's ooh, baby, it's mama drama. This was not the draft to. <laughs> yeah, no. Go for a tight end, especially when you have nine of them. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Just guaranteed money for Jimmy Graham for two seasons. Yeah, so I had like five picks in the first round that were kind of head scratchers for me. Um, so all three of mine are coming from the first round where I think teams just kind of reached a little bit. Um, my first one was pick 16 to the Atlanta Falcons drafting cornerback A.J. Terrell. Um, I just... As deep as the cornerback position was in this draft, you could have got him later <laughs> if yeah, you really wanted to. Like you could have dr- dropped you back, traded back, yeah, yeah, could have traded back um, to pick him later in the first round. Hell, you probably could have draft or dropped out of the first round and still had him be there. Um, just you know, looking at some of the how the defensive backs kind of fell, fell, fell. Uh, cornerback safeties and you know they went on a run there in the in the second round but yeah I just felt like that was you know yeah it might, might be a need but you can't tell me that putting maybe a guy like CD Lamb across the field from Julio Jones would have been an interesting idea who knows I don't know it's just it's just me well, let's let Dallas drop him or the fact that you know they could have taken the trade offer from Philadelphia and ended up ended up with a first and a second. They could have picked at 21, and then they would add two picks in the second round, but no. Yeah, there was a lot of talent. I mean, even the, the two picks after him, C.D. Lamb, Austin Jackson. Like, Matt Ryan has had a hell of a time being upright, so <laughs> offensive line wouldn't have been terrible either. Uh, I just, I mean, I couldn't believe when that pick came out, that's what it was. So, uh, that's all, my dud. Yeah, of all the cornerbacks too i was i agree with you that's not a very good one uh let's see how about a second pick that i did not like and it was in the second round as the rams were like you know what screw it let's just take any wide receiver pick one and they selected van jefferson in the second round this is a guy that a lot of teams a lot of like mocks and podcasts we're talking about is a late third, maybe fourth round target. They took him in the second round with their first pick of the draft. Let me just tell you this. Denzel Mims was still on the board. Yikes. Yeah, that shit happens, I guess. Um, this bad value, bad. I mean, that maybe it's a fit they were looking at. I don't know. It's. Second round, the value is just bad. I think that's a bad pick. You could have got him another round later. Yeah, and I'll go on with uh, my theme of cornerbacks drafted in the first round that you could have got mid-second at least. Um, at uh, at 19, the Las Vegas Raiders selected Damon Arnett. Uh, I mean, Ohio State guy, so, you know, he he should be good, but... Honestly, it's just this was like a. I I think I like. I mean, I like what Mike Mayock usually does, but I think that this pick was 
I mean, you, you really, really stretched it a little bit on this one. Again, another opportunity to bring in more draft capital, drop back, and this pick still would have been there. You can't tell me somebody else was looking at Arnett like, yeah, can't wait to get my hands on him. I don't think so. <laughs> Not the first round. No, thank you. There was, after, uh, after he was drafted, there were two other cornerbacks drafted. And it was... Uh, the Dolphins drafted and the Vikings drafted, and I doubt either one of those teams <laughs> would have taken Arnett over uh, who they did draft. Gladney was always going to the Vikings. Uh, the F- Dolphins took uh, Igbenagwe. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> Went for it. Yeah. I can't remember how to say it now, but I was almost right. Igbenogony. That's the uh, top-notch shit you're going to get here on this podcast. <laughs> Sound it out, Sean. Sound it out. <laughs> Are you going to the mall later? <laughs> That's what I was asking. So All who right. you got? My last pick was the 24th pick in the NFL draft to the New Orleans Saints. As everybody in the universe thought they were going to take the hometown linebacker, Patrick Queen. No. Instead, they decide to draft center Cesar Ruiz from Michigan. And I'm going to tell you why that's a bad pick, in my opinion. And it's not because they took an offensive lineman. It's because last year, they traded up in the first round for Eric McCoy to play center. Are they already giving up on him? Or are they moving Ruiz, who's a natural center, to guard? Yeah, this is like the Vikings drafting Elf Line and then two years later drafting Brad Berry to take his place. Like it's tough, but you know But McCoy was good for the Saints, so I don't know. I was a little confused to this pick. I think it was a little bit of a reach. If you needed to upgrade your offensive line, I mean Taking the top center in the first round probably isn't the value when you have a top center now. Little question, you know, questionable if they're just drafting him to play guard or something. You could have got a decent guard in the second or third and taken the linebacker you needed here. Questionable, questionable. Yeah, they. I mean, I think the problem with for the Saints was they're just strapped for draft capital in this draft. You only make four picks in the whole thing. So he went from having the 24th overall pick to pick 10 in the third round. And, uh, or even and that, they could have traded back even. Yeah. It, yeah. Easily. Um, I don't know. People got real high on Ruiz there like the day before the draft. And I mean, watching his tape, I, I don't see anything that just makes me go, wow. Yeah. He's going to be a great center in the NFL. So good luck to him though. Uh, my last one, once again, first round, the 27th pick to the Seattle Seahawks. They trade out, they trade back in, and they draft Jordan Brooks, linebacker from Texas Tech. Just <laughs> complete head scratcher, man. I, I, you know, he he might have been like a top hundred talent in this draft, but you should have just I- stuck to your guns, traded out, and then, you know. <laughs> select somewhere else but yeah this was a this was a reach of a of a pick for me um i think you know brooks is a great you know run stopping linebacker but when you're playing in the nfc west you're going to ask your linebackers to cover tight ends cover running backs and that's not his game so i think they uh swung for the fences and hit a chinese home run on this one Uh. <laughs> All right, my head scratcher, my what the fuck of this draft, came courtesy of those cheesy motherfuckers up north. I'm talking about the Green Bay Packers, who wasted their first round pick on quarterback Jordan Love out of Utah State. You are... I understand Aaron Rodgers is well into 36. his 30s. 
you know, pushing 40, whatever. He's still got a couple good years left on him. And I understand the whole, you want to get your quarterback and sit him behind it. But in, these, in this time, time period we're in, we're past that. You don't draft a quarterback and sit him anymore. You draft the guy and they expect him to start. If you're a quarterback, especially if you draft him in the first round, Jesus. Yes, in the first round, and everybody's gonna say, "Well, Rogers sat behind Favre." That was a different story. Okay, that's so rare that a Hall of Fame quarterback gets replaced by a Hall of Fame quarterback. <laughs> Very rarely happens. So chill the fuck out. Listen to me. If they wanted to draft Jordan Love, they probably could have got him in the second round. They probably could have moved up from their second round pick. But instead, they still didn't draft any weapons for Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you had plenty, plenty of receivers that were still out there. The question, I mean, I don't want to get into the Packers draft because the whole draft was questionable at best. Yep. I'd love to hear some Packers fans what they actually think of the draft, but... I don't know. My head scratcher right there was in the first round. Well, my my second my, head scratcher. My first one we'll get to in a few minutes. Yeah. Uh, my head scratcher was the entire Packers draft. Um, I like. I really like Jordan Love. I really like AJ Dillon. But on a team that has Aaron Rodgers, on a team that has Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams, why are your first two picks quarterback and running back? That makes no sense. And like you said, you didn't draft Aaron Rodgers any help. Like this feels like a what the Patriots did to Brady <laughs> last year. You know, just not helping him out at all. No protection. Like they can they couldn't stop, you know, the run against San Francisco. If like if you're gonna lie to yourself and say that the Super Bowl window is still open for the Packers, like you're crazy with what they've done. They didn't help themselves in any of the areas they really needed to. You drafted you know, three uh, offensive linemen with your, you know, in the sixth round, like John Runyon Jr., whose dad played for the Eagles. Um, Go Birds. But, yeah, like none of these picks made any sense to me. And you go out and draft a tight end who probably should have been like a sixth or seventh round guy with your third pick. Like, I don't I love to hate on the Packers, but Jesus, I don't know what the hell they were doing. Yeah, they were not smart. They did not draft well or with any value. <laughs> just like if if you want to see just how bad this is, go to like NFL.com, go to their draft tracker, go to the first round and look where the Packers selected and the few guys that were taken after them that could have helped that team. <clears throat> uh, plenty. Go to their second round pick and do the same thing. Plenty of guys that were in range if they wanted to trade up in that round. I mean, they could have gotten Jalen Hurts. That's they just it. Like, God. For, like, you to, for you to trade up to make the pick of Jordan Love, like, I'd be, you know, if I'm Gutenkoos there, I'm, I'm sitting back and I'm watching the way the board falls, and I'm going, all right, well, if he falls to us, then, you know, we want him, we're going to take him. But, like, why do you invest other draft capital in order to go up and make that move? Um, they call, they even called as high as 21 to the Eagles to try to get up. Yeah, they called, they the, called Vikings the Vikings, too. too. Yeah. Insanity. <sighs> Nobody valued him like that. That's insane. Anyways, that three things we like didn't and a what the fuck. Steve, did you give your what? The, oh, yeah, the whole entire yeah. pack suck. I will say, though, uh, on a positive light, your boy Joe Douglas did a hell of a job for the Jets this year. I thought like they had a really Jets, good draft. I was looking at the Jets draft. I think it was like through three rounds, and I was like, you know, this is the draft the Eagles should have had. <laughs> <laughs> so what did they do? They went Mackay backed in the tackle, then they went Mims. Then they went the safety out of Cal that I liked, Ashton Davis. Yep. 
they drafted some AJP Ryan's brother, LaMichael. Yeah, I think it's back-to-back Gator boys, too. Even, I think, for them, the too, quarterback, when uh, the fact that Bryce Hall, their cornerback from Virginia, fell all the way to the fifth round to them, I thought that was a hell of a value pick, too. That He should have been a top 100 guy. I don't know what the hell happened for people to think that he wasn't worth it, but yep, you get yeah. those slides, and he'll be one of those guys that'll be a playmaker in the NFL, and everybody will go, why didn't we draft him? <laughs> there was, at one point in the second round, when um, Mims and Josh Jones were still on the board, and someone tweeted, like, who did Mims and Josh Jones kill together? Yeah, right. I don't know. I, I even think, like, the, as far as, uh, like, McKinney and Delpit fell, I was super surprised for them to be available where they were in the second round. Yeah. A lot of the safeties fell. That was weird. Weird times. Weird times. But we're going to talk about the birds and the bikes now. Soup, how you want to do this? You want to go one by one? Well, go. I mean, we can go one by one, but I think I've got twice as many picks as you do, so. Yeah. Well, some of these I'm just going to list. Some of these I won't. I but mean, I'll, start. I'll talk about the ones that I, like, really like, because there are some guys here that I know absolutely nothing about, and the grades that I've seen have <laughs> made them seem like they're not great picks, so. <laughs> Goody too. All right, I'll start then at pick 21 in the first round. I swear to everything, if you were watching Instagram Live with me and Steve, I was very excited about this. ESPN tricked the shit out of us because they showed Justin Jefferson talking on his cell phone, and we're like, oh, there it is. Thanks for tipping the pick, dickheads. <laughs> And then Goodell throws down the Jalen Rager from TCU, who I love. Speed, baby. All the speed. Rager bomb. How about uh, the trade, too, with the the Niners? They were just friggin' trading off everybody. But they sent you uh, Marquise Goodwin, too, who's... uh, I mean, you said you wanted speed. You got Goodwin, you got Rager, you're going to have Jackson. Like, oh, by the way, there's a guy named Zach Ertz. It's still going to be in the middle of the field. So, <laughs> Dallas Goddard. Stay fucking healthy, Philadelphia. Jesus. <laughs> For the um, love of God. Yeah. Like you just mentioned, Rager goes 21. Vikings select wide receiver Justin Jefferson from LSU. Um, he's. Basically, like a Adam Thielen prototype to me. Like they're going to be that same type of player. So I was surprised that they went Jefferson and didn't decide to, you know, try to find one of these outside guys instead. But you know, I think he's probably going to be one of the most consistent wide receivers that were in this class. So I like it. He's a safe pick, but in a good way. Yeah. All right. Um, oh, by the way. The Vikings also had another pick in the first round. Yeah, did I bring that and, up? And they traded back. Um, Which you are incredibly happy about at quarter of 12 at night. I mean, yeah, that was that was rough to have to wait that much longer to to see the, the pick. But um, I thought it was a smart move again. Gain a little draft capital, which led to them selecting 15 guys in this draft. Um, but... They uh, go with their cornerback, Jeff Gladney, from TCU. Um, kind of questionable for me. Again, I think this this could have been something that was available to you uh, at 58. But they decide to go with him. And, I mean, we'll see. We'll see how he pans out. But big surprise, Mike Zimmer wants to draft in the secondary. He is everything that Mike Zimmer dreams about in a corner, too. So Yeah, he looks like... He was consistently mocked there. Yeah, he's a... I mean, he's that Trey Waynes, that Xavier Rhodes type player. And let's hope he's a little better than those two, though. All right. And this is the point of the draft where I was at work and almost broke a keyboard. 
When Goodell stands up from his easy boy and says, with the 53rd pick in the NFL draft, that is when my day went to shit. <laughs> because the Eagles select quarterback Jalen Hurts from Oklahoma in the biggest fucking head-scratching move of this draft. Worse than Jordan Love to the Packers. You, you can't make the same excuse the Packers are making that Rodgers is getting a little older. We're trying to put a guy in place. Carson Wentz is 20 fucking seven years old. You, but you're Denzel a quarterback Mim. factory. Yeah, fucking Denzel Mims was on the board. Christian Fulton was on the board. Jeremy Chin was on the board. You need help at all those positions, but you take a quarterback. And I keep hearing people say, oh, he's going to be in a Taysom Hill type role. Taysom Hill takes 12 snaps a game. Plays on like kick return and you know punt coverage and probably not anymore after they just paid him a bunch of money. I uh, just saw before we started recording that Taysom Hill is going to make double what Patrick Mahomes makes this year. Yeah, that's insane. And they also want to bring in Jameis Winston into that room, which I thought was real interesting. But Good hey, box. I'm gonna I'm gonna make you feel a little bit better about this pick. Yeah, here it is. You now, you know, have a young, dynamic quarterback playing backup. Do you want to pick your backup quarterback in the second round? Not ideal, no, but never. they honestly, this was probably one of the most talented guys that was available right there. And you look in a situation where in that Seattle game and Clowney makes that play. Fucking dickhead. <laughs> he uh, concusses Carson Wentz. To me, I'd be far more excited for a guy like Jalen Hurts to come in the game and help you out rather than a 40-year-old, uh, what the frig's his name? McCown. McCown. I almost said McCoy, but I knew that wasn't it. McCown should have never been there. It should have been Sudfeld. He would have given you a way better chance to win, blah, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. But they I think, have a backup quarterback. They just paid Sudfeld. Yeah, I don't know. I do think that... Um, even if this is a, a move where, you know, we're a quarterback factory and we just churn out quarterbacks, then, hey, maybe you guys make a deal like you guys did with the friggin' Sam Bradford trade and just absolutely strip the pants off somebody. Oh, wait, that was the Vikings. Thanks for that. I mean, even what, how he said about the quarterback factory and they want to develop quarterbacks, what, what possible scenario like if Jalen Hurts is playing it's a bad scenario because that means Wentz got hurt yeah but at the same time Wentz to stay healthy so if Wentz stays healthy Hurts never plays he never has any value to get anything back you have to trade him for more than a mid-second round pick yeah but or else it's a waste again like if he ends up being like a uber talented NFL quarterback like it only pushes Carson more so it's also a you know something to something to think about it's not all going to be uh you know I, I I didn't love where they picked it you no know, for sure but yeah, me fucking either but uh they you know I think they got a good one I do they said they're going to put him in in certain positions to succeed they said he is a quarterback first, but we're going to explore all avenues, which makes me Watch. sad. They're going to do trick plays and shit with him. Yeah, okay, that's fine. And, you know, you can set him up in there to play in the backfield or whatever and be that Taysom Hill type guy. And, you know, with what the, the shit that Doug comes up with, like, I'm sure he's going to make some plays this year that are going to make you forget about, you know, what happened day two. <laughs> Fucking better. All right. Well, uh, second round for the Vikings picked up a uh, offensive tackle at number 58, which Sean will definitely appreciate because it was Ezra Cleveland from Boise, Boise State. State. Boise State. Um, as far as value is concerned, I thought that this was a fantastic pick. Um, you need offensive line help pretty much everywhere. <laughs> uh, there might be one decent offensive lineman as far as last year is concerned, left on the Vikings. So 
yeah, Ezra Cleveland, let's hope he comes in and can make a difference for this team because we could definitely use it on that offensive line. No diggity is out. I like Ezra Cleveland. A lot of people thought um, Cleveland would take him early. But he lasts to the Vikings. How right. weird would that have been to have Cleveland on the front and the back of your jersey? Oh, yes, I do. That guy's jersey's broke. All right. With their... It's got the same name. Only third round pick, the Philadelphia Eagles took linebacker Davion Taylor out of Colorado. Let me tell you why this is interesting. You know how many games this guy played in high school? None. The answer is one and a half because um, <laughs> his family was seven-day Adventists, and he couldn't play at night on oh, Fridays. No. <laughs> wow. Super rock hit. I guess he's, like, ridiculously fast. I wish I had his 40 time up here, but. The guy's six foot, two twenty-eight, ran a four-four-nine as a linebacker. He's got all the speed in the world. The Eagles needed speed on both sides of the ball. So far, we have Rager and Davion Taylor. That's two checks on the speed box. What's your got? I don't consider him fast. Who the third? I know. <laughs> I was just saying. Um, Third round for the Vikings, and this is where like the Gladney pick really kind of like threw me for a loop because at 89 in the third round, cornerback from Mississippi State Cameron Dantzler falls to them. Um, like this is what I mean about the you know I kept talking on this podcast about the cornerback position and how it's you know it's those top two or three guys and then the talent kind of evens out and this is proof of it. 89th pick, you get a guy who, you know, is probably on par with, with uh, Jeff Gladney. So I think they got two, you know, you know, real good, potentially uh, game changing corners here. Uh, and we desperately need help in the secondary. So well, yeah, I lost everyone. Basically yeah, thought this was a fantastic pick. Um, yeah, hold me close, O Cameron Dantzler. Hold me close, O Cameron Dantzler. All right, did you have any other third-round picks? Nope. All right, move on to the fourth round, then. How many picks you have in the fourth? I had three. I think the Eagles had three, too. We'll find out right now. They had three. They traded one. <clears throat> we'll start with the first one. Uh, <clears throat> Jesus, gummy bear stuck in my throat. That's what she said. Mm, yes, she did. The Eagles select Kayvon Wallace, the safety out of Clemson. And all you need to know about this pick is he got the stamp of approval from Brian Dawkins. So, fast. Yeah, uh, secondary check. Awesome check. <laughs> Four of the next five picks that the Vikings made were acquired by trade. By the way. Oh wait, excellent. No, I'm I'm sorry. Five of the of the next six. <laughs> um, but yeah. So first two fourth round picks I thought were kind of drafting for need, but head scratching on who they actually decided to get. So uh, at one seventeen they drafted defensive end DJ Wonham from South Carolina didn't really wow me at all. Um, going back and looking at some of his, his tape, but at one thirty they drafted uh, defensive tackle, James Lynch from Baylor. Again, I don't know much about the kid, um, but everything that I've seen is people are like, this is a D plus pick. And I'm like, all right, that's not, that's not great, but you never know. You never know, right? Uh, the one that stood out for me in the fourth round was the fourth round pick that they actually had uh, going into this whole thing. And they, I think they knocked it out of the park with this one, especially with a guy like Anthony Barr getting up there. They drafted linebacker Troy Dye from Oregon. I think this kid is going to be an absolute stud. 
Start Muffin, Start, Start, Start Muffin. I would agree. I was a big fan of him. I know there was no chance the Eagles were ever going to take him, but I was a fan of him. When I got the notification on my phone, I was like, I can't believe he's still available (laughs) at 132. That's crazy. I thought he was the third best linebacker going out. And then what'd you have? Pick one? That that was the third one. Yeah, I went through all three of them right there. Yeah, the Eagles had the last two picks in the fourth round, both compensatory. And the first one, 145, they selected the tackle out of Auburn, Jack Driscoll. All right. Another depth piece, work in progress type of young guy. I'll take it. But here's where the funny thing happens, because the first time since 2010, the Eagles made a trade with the Dallas Cowboys, picking up was a fifth round pick or swapping for Dallas's fifth round and picking up Dallas's fifth round next year. Howie Roseman said it's never easy trading within the division. (laughs) But the Cowboys wanted to trade up for the Wisconsin center. I'm going to try to say that name. Tyler (laughs) Biadaz. 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 I don't know. So that's all they did not. Those are the only two fourth-round picks they made. The Vikings had two fifth-round picks uh, at 169. Nice. Cornerback uh, Harrison Hand from Temple. Um, again, I, I, really raw corner. Um, but if you're, you know, a shifty, you know, speedy guy, I think Mike Zimmer is somebody who could, you know, turn this guy into a potential, uh, you know, Pro Bowl or All Pro type. But at yeah, 170s. What? Went with Harrison Hand when they had John Foote on the board. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they also had a pick at 176. Um, they went wide receiver K.J. Osborne out of Miami. I know literally nothing about this guy. But let's hope he becomes Michael Irvin. <laughs> well, in the fifth round, you know, everybody's still pissed fuck off at Howie about the Jalen Hurts pick. And then he goes and does this and totally redeems himself <laughs> with the 168th pick Philadelphia Eagles selected John Hightower, the wide receiver from Boise State. Boise State. The Bronco who ran a 4-4-3 speed check. We're going to fucking Philly. High <laughs> <laughs> Tower's grandmother's reaction with the "We're going to fucking Philly" was epic. Oh, oh, this is one of the best like draft reaction videos of all time. We're gonna quote that for for years, I'm sure. We're going to fucking Philly. <laughs> I'm gonna download that and make it a drop somewhere. That would be awesome. Um, yeah, moving on, sixth round. Uh, again, a couple of guys I was eh about offensive tackle Blake Brandell from Oregon State at number 203. Everything that I've read about uh, this guy is like he moves like he's standing in mud, like questionable hands. That's not great but from an offensive tackle standpoint. So um, drafting for depth for sure. Um, and then at 205, they took safety Josh Metellus from Michigan, who, you know, I drafting him down here and thinking like he's going to be uh, a replacement for Harrison or Harris. It's like, I don't think so, but we'll see. All right. All right. I want you to do me a favor real quick while I talk about these Eagle guys. I want you to pull up the sixth round, and I want you to tell me who the first three players selected were. <laughs> While Steve does that, let me just tell you, pick 196 of the sixth round. You are not mishearing me. The Eagles drafted Sean Bradley, the center, out of... <laughs> no, just kidding. Sean Bradley, the linebacker out of uh, Temple, not the basketball player. 
All right, so what was my assignment? Pull up round six. Yep. And tell me who the first three guys drafted were. Well, you just want me to pronounce these ridiculous names? Yes, I do. <laughs> Hakeem Adenogy, Natain Muti, and Michael Onwenu. To the Bengals, the Broncos, and the Patriots. And then Cameron Brown. <laughs> and Cam Brown. Thank you, Cam. Bravey on Roy. Alohi Gilman and Donovan Peoples-Jones. These are all real people, by the way. Anyways, we left off with the Eagles taking Sean Bradley, the Temple linebacker. And then, pick 21 of the sixth round. That's pick 200. The Eagles select wide receiver Quez Watkins out of the Southern Miss. Oh, let me just tell you what box he checks. Speed? <laughs> Check. He ran a 4-3-5. Oh, baby. That's cruising. We also uh, had at, what, 197, Detroit Lions selected my name of the draft. That's right, John Pinasini. <laughs> Defensive tackle from Utah. Got an any penis. <laughs> That's unconfirmed. We'll try to get him on the show. <laughs> yeah. Get, please tell me how to say your name. It's not Pinasini, is it? <laughs> All right, so the Eagles check another speed wide receiver off the list. And then with pick 31, that's 210 of the sixth round. This is their last six-round pick. They select some royalty, man. We're talking about Prince Tega Waganoho. I hope I said that right. <laughs> Literally a Nigerian prince. I could not believe he that. Literally a Nigerian prince. I couldn't believe he fell this far. Like, everything that I saw was like he was, at worst, second round. So for him to fall all the way in the sixth was like, what? So now we have Nigerian royalty in the wings at tackle and an Australian rugby player in the wings at tackle. We are taking all the <laughs> ESPN 30 for 30s and throwing them bitches on the line. <laughs> what if I told you a Nigerian prince would play tackle? <laughs> for the Philadelphia the Eagles. Eagles. They just signed another defensive end today. I just saw the story on NFL.com of they some Australian defensive end who like came to play football here through like the NFL's international player gateway, some freaking weird ass thing. Apparently, he's going to be an Eagle too. So, all the Aussies, oi oi oi. Yeah. <laughs> seventh round. Uh, Vikings had their two compensatory picks at the end of the seventh round. Uh, also had two picks that they acquired via trade. So with their first pick in the seventh round at number 225, they drafted defensive end out of Michigan State. Kenny, I don't know if it's Wilkes or Willeeks. I don't know how this to pronounce is... it, but like the kid looks like he's athletic as hell. Um, I would love to see him just become another great edge rusher for us. Um, we have a history of them here, so that'd be a fantastic uh, pickup if this ends up panning out in the seventh round. Uh, people have been grading it an A and A minus, and I mean you you love to see those sort of things in the last round of the draft. Um, they also at 249, they picked up safety Brian Cole from Mississippi State. Um, again, him and Metellus are going to be probably battling to see who's going to be the other safety in this defense. If you know they figure something out with Anthony Harris, who still hasn't signed his franchise tag, so we shall see there. But at 244, they drafted the next Tom Brady. That's right. Quarterback Nate Stanley out of Iowa. Wow. What a pick, huh? I like me some Nate Stanley. Yeah. Not bad at all. And then they also had a uh, pick at 253, just too shy of Mr. Irrelevant. 
And in my books, he is relevant because I haven't watched anything from Washburn University in years. But they drafted offensive lineman Kyle Hinton. Uh, and also moving back to that Brian Cole pick, funny story that the Vikings called them at 249. So again, we're like six picks away from the draft is over completely. They call Brian Cole. Hey, we're drafting you with this pick. And he was like, oh, really? He's like, because I was just on the phone with Seattle and they just signed me to an undrafted deal. <laughs> Before the draft was over, by yeah, the way. Exactly. That's what I mean. Six picks away. And they're already making undrafted free agent calls. Packer but, heads. Yeah, but yeah, Goodell won't punish them, right? I hope he does. Uh, slip a finger down Mud Alley, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Anyways, the last pick for the Eagles was in the seventh round, pick 233. They took Casey Tuhill, the edge rusher, out of Stanford. I don't know much about Casey Tuhill, but he's better than Casey One Hill. <laughs> I mean, he ran a four he's six not, two. Not, he's not really the uh, fast box. I don't know much about him. So good luck to Casey. Come make the team. That'd be cool. Yeah, wouldn't Sun be bad City, at all. Uh, Yeah. So let me just tell you something. The Eagles went from Alshon Jeffrey, Djax, Greg Ward, JJ Arthago Whiteside to Jalen Rager. Ragabomb, Jalen Rager, Deshaun Jackson, Marquise Goodwin, John Hightower, Quez Watkins, Greg Ward, and Arthega Whiteside. All the speed. I'm putting that on a t-shirt. All the speed. I mean, we can, yeah. We can run that back for about almost the last year. <laughs> really saying they need all the speed, so finally coming to fruition so thanks uh you know howie thanks doug for listening to the joint practices podcast and taking our advice uh we'll be waiting for our checks in the mail we appreciate it uh i'm gonna check i'm gonna go (laughs) go back real quick uh who was it that (laughs) tweeted about the bears picks in the seventh round oh i don't know who said that they were basically a peeing keel or P and Keel. Oh yeah. yeah <laughs> or yeah. Key and Peel, rather. Uh, names. Cause at the twelfth and the thirteenth pick, the Chicago Bears drafted guard Arlington Hambright from Colorado and then followed it up with guard Lachavia Simmons from Kansas. So oh man. Or sorry, Tennessee State. I said I don't know why I said Kansas, but uh, um no, some great, some great names fell in the seventh round, along with uh, the the Falcons following that up with Sterling Hofrichter. That's that's rich. <laughs> Casey Two Hill is better than Casey One Hill. Jack Murray has stacked his tricks. <laughs> yeah, Jack Murray has stacked their tricks. <laughs> Ibrahim Moises. <laughs> I'm gonna lose it. <laughs> there was, I mean, at least there was no like Equinamius Brown in this draft. So. Like Carpetron, Duke Murray. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing is so ridiculous. Like, we literally could have made that video like ten years before, but the shit wasn't as popular back then. Jan Smith, BYU. <laughs> I still call Aaron Rodgers A.A. Ron Rodgers. Yeah. The artist formerly known as Mouse Cop. <laughs> Donkey teeth. <laughs> Xmas Jackson Flaxton Waxton. <laughs> That's so good. All right. <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> uh, we just finished talking about... Uh, the draft picks that our teams made in the seventh round. Um, all right. So the Vikings so, drafted 15 guys. Um, how many guys did the Eagles draft? 10. How many of those 10 do you think make the roster this year? Eight. 
I was going to say eight of this, these 15 guys will be on the roster as well. Um, maybe some of these later picks they end up holding on to on like a practice squad because there's yeah, some nice names I, there. I think, I think they should hold on to. Yeah. Um, but as far as the overall grade for your team, what what would you give the Eagles for the draft this year? Ooh, I'd say a solid B. It would have been a B plus, but Jalen Hurts, <laughs> literally. Oh man, they could have had Rager and Mims and Hightower and Watkins. Good lord, they're set for the future. That's that could be their starting four wide receivers for the next four years. Yeah. Well, we'll see how the uh, the Jalen Hurts saga plays out moving forward. But I'm going to give my Minnesota Vikings an A minus. Um, definitely drafted for volume with 15 picks. I think you really addressed your three biggest needs: offensive line, wide receiver, cornerback, um, and then you know a couple of safeties too. Who who knows? Maybe those are some guys you can. Uh, mold into cornerbacks as well but yeah i think uh they might have had like one or two really bad picks and out of 15 that's pretty good so yeah i definitely think the vikings had like one of the top three drafts this year one thing i would add that i you know I gave them a B. One of the contributing factors was knowing that a third and a fifth round pick became Darius Slay and that they also traded a sixth round for Marquise Goodwin. So I kind of lumped them in with this draft class because, I mean, they spent the draft capital on them. So, right. That, so, uh, like like the Cardinals helped. getting uh, getting Hopkins. Like, I think, yep. you, you know, technically the, uh, you know, the Cardinals had probably a top five draft, and it's mostly because they used their draft capital to get DeAndre Hopkins. Yep. But they, they also made some good picks. Great. All right, cool. Word, word to your moms. It came to drop bombs. We're in trouble, though, now. Yeah, we have nothing to do. Yeah. Now. <laughs> at, at least October, most likely. I don't know. We'll see what happens, but... As exciting as it was for the draft to finally get here, it's just as depressing that it's now gone. (laughs) So, I don't know when the next Joint Practices podcast will be, because I don't know how much more we can talk about, but... Somebody's going to need to, like, break the internet with a trade or something that is worthy of us talking. Or somebody's going to have to join the show so we can talk about their team and their offseason and whatnot and the future of their team you can do that by hitting us up on twitter at joint practices i'm at 11 the goat that's 11 spelled out steve is at the Knox says hit us up and say let's talk on your show i want to be on and we'll say yes here's our information call us on skype and we'll talk about it i'm looking at steve right now he's wearing his Game of Thrones hat there that says Defend the North. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like Sean said, um, you want to talk about your team's draft? Maybe talk about what you think is going to happen this coming year and in the future. Hell, maybe you want to come on the Joint Practices podcast and just talk about who you think you should draft in fucking fantasy football this year. Whatever. We're up for it. So, uh, Sean gave you the information. Hit us up, and we will talk to you when we talk to you. And if you're listening, you can use the hashtag NFL Draft. Just NFL Draft. Just throw it up there on your tweet so we get mixed in with all the important people. Yeah. And if you so, fancy yourself on the Twitter bird, uh, why don't you go ahead and use the hashtag AnyPenis uh, for, <laughs> for this week? Nobody's going to do it anyway, so might as well make it hilarious. (laughs) I think that's going to do it for the Joint Practices Podcast. For my co-host, Shaquarian TGIF Carter. (laughs) (laughs) 
the end. <laughs> I'm Olive Garden in. TGIF Fridays? Jesus. I said TGIF Fridays. God. But, uh, I'm going to go to the ATM machine real quick. Check the uh, specters on the rotary girder over here. <laughs> ah, I'm retarded. Skull Vikings. Vikings. <laughs> We're all done. That's it. Wrap it up. Okay, okay. Wrap it up. <laughs>